Hey guys, and welcome to the very first episode of Papa Production. I'm your host, Papa, keeping things real. And since this is my very first episode, I'm just going to talk about a couple of things before I head right into it. So without further ado, let's get into it. So pretty much what I like to do to start off the show is I like to start off the show with the intro, obviously, and then I like to get in something called pop-up question. Get it? Pop-up question. And pretty much pop-up question is where you guys send me in questions that you guys think would be curious enough for me to answer or to give my honest opinion or advice about. And you also get a shout out also. So for an example, say TJ sends me in a question. I'll start off by giving TJ a shout out saying thank you for listening and sending in your question and then I'll answer your question and then I'll go into my opinion or advice or pretty much just my answer on that question before I head into the hot topic. So pretty much after I get done with pop-up question, I just like to go straight into the hot topic pretty much and just discuss it, go over it, give my opinion, my advice, do whatever, just go with the flow on the topic. And then as soon as I'm done with the topic, before I end the show, I like to do this thing called trending today. And pretty much what trending today is, is where I will go on trending today and I will look up a category like pop culture, TV, drama, mom, or whatever. And I will read the article and talk about it before I do my closing outro. So I pretty much went over everything. So without further ado, let's kick off the first episode of Papa Production. Hey guys, and welcome to the very first episode of Papa Production. I'm your host here, Papa, keeping things real. And today's hot topic, we are going to discuss, does diversity in media matter? But before I move any further, we are going to kick off today's very first episode with a pop-up question coming from Sebastian S. But before I play his video, I just want to give him a quick shout out. Thank you so much, Sebastian, for tuning in and sending in your question. It is very much appreciated. So without further ado, let's get into a pop-up question. What made you decide to have a podcast? So Sebastian's question was, what made me decide to have a podcast? And that is a very good question, Sebastian. And honestly, to God, swear to God, nothing really gave me the motivation to start a podcast. The idea just came into my head one night. And believe this or not, I actually, this is not my first time, like, getting everything to play and doing a podcast, like, this week. Actually, I started to have this idea a year ago in May, but I never had the motivation or the like the motivation is the right word. I never had the right motivation to like keep going and actually film a first episode. So pretty much the link in my bio on my main account and on my Papa Production Media um Instagram account had a link for this very first podcast show, but nothing was in there except for a very, very bad intro, like trailer. The trailer to this podcast a year ago was so horrible, and I'm so glad that Spotify 
was updated it and that i was able to change the trailer because it was so horrible and no one will ever get to hear it they would get to hear the new one which is really good in my opinion i like it and um but to go back to your question the motivation or what inspired me to do a podcast really was nothing it just the idea came into my head to do one and i just never had the right motivation to continue on to make a first episode up until now and that that's pretty much it i mean like for me i happen to lose motivation very quickly and it's really a habit most times to where to where i will start something and i'll either finish it but like i won't finish it for like months or i'll finish it right there and then but like with something so serious like this podcast i was not able to start and finish it with a first episode i was only able to start and finish it with a horrible trailer so that pretty much would answer your question of what made me start a podcast and that also concludes our very first pop-up question so i want to thank you again sebastian for sending in your question and for you guys out there if you guys would like to get a shout out all you gotta do is just send me a quick message by clicking the link in my bio on my pop-up production media instagram page and send me your message through there and you'll get a quick shout out on the show Now, moving on from our pop-up question to our hot topic. Our hot topic is, does diversity in media matter? And to start things off, I would just like to say, yes, diversity always will and forever will matter, no matter whether it's in media or if it's like in a picture or wherever you go, diversity will always matter. And when it's in media, it definitely matters the most because that's where most people turn to to see how the world is. And clearly from the way that the world is right now, it's not very much diversity happening because our world is pretty much divided right now as it is with everything that's going on with the Black Lives Matter protest and with um, racial protesting going on and what happened at the Capitol in January. It's just the world right now is not how it was before. And quite frankly, if you would ask me how long do I think it will take for us to get back to at least having some self-dignity in ourselves and to like at least not be racist towards one another, I would have to say it's going to be a while because before, um, and my teacher, my third period teacher made a great statement about this. She said before, back then, like in the early 2000s, when people were racist, they were like, they were like discreet with being racism. Like they really were scared of like coming out and saying the N-word to a black person or being racist to people of color out in a grocery store compared to 2020 where now where as people call them today karens can just walk freely and just walk past a person of color and call them the straight up n-word from back in the late 1800s which is so not okay but as people of color we our only natural instinct is to attack that person or to pull out our phones and this is where media comes into play and is where 
not just people of color, but like anybody that experiences this diversity or this racial profileness or just hate crimes in general out in public, we pull out our phones. Our, our phones is our media because we know that all the power that we have is carrying around in our pocket. It's not our wallet. It's not our car keys. It's not our sunglasses. It's our cell phones. And just with one click of a video to start off could change someone's life forever and it has with all these karens and all these racial profiles and all these black lives matters and all these black people and people of color being killed out in the streets for something so little as just based off of the color of our skin and quite frankly it's it's very it's very exhausting to watch your own skin color die off like where animals being hunted for prey or being hunted to be made into some fashion designer coat or boots or something because we're not animals we're not monkeys we're, we we all came from a monkey but we're not we're, we're not aliens we're, we're, we're human beings is what i'm pretty much trying to say and the fact that we're being seen as as different and not as equal it it it's, it's mind-blowing, especially since we're in the 21st century and we're still dealing with racism as I speak right now. And I just want to share a quick experience with diversity with myself. Um, in 2016, I was in a group called YPC, Young People's Chorus of Erie, from where I live. And I was the only Black person out of that entire group of young teenagers, the only Black person. And I never saw anything different from that. I just saw just a group of kids just singing and going around places, singing for people and just having a good time doing what we enjoyed. And that's literally how it became. And I still, to this day, have a very good friend from that group. And we, I never, I never came across any racism and never, I've never came across being looked at different. I never felt like I was being judged behind my back or anything like that. And, um, would I consider myself lucky? Yes, I would consider myself lucky because it's not very rare where you see people like that in a group full of all white people and you only see one black person sticking out like a sore thumb because that's literally how I was. And, um, it, 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 it was, sho it was shocking to me when I came to that conclusion of, wow, you're literally the only black male person in this group surrounded by nothing but white people and even when I came to that realization I still didn't feel no type of way because the reason why I didn't feel any different from when I came to that real realization of like me being the only black person in the group is because of the fact that none of them none of them treated me any different compared to how the rest of the world is treating other people out on the street of people of color and every day I consider myself privileged and lucky to experience something like that but also not be not be in a racial profiled way or let me break it down into a better understandable way like me being in that group for an entire year I was in that group for an entire year now imagine being in a all-white group you being the only person of color in an all-white group for an entire year and you're doing what you love and so is everybody else and you're not coming to that realization until a year later that you were the only person of color in that group and let me know 
let me know if you would feel any type of way, if you would feel any different, if you would, if you would be upset because, well, it is an upset situation, but at the same time though, I didn't see it as that way because back then, like, like I said earlier with my third period teacher saying that people being racist back in the early 2000s, they were discreet about it. They weren't like out, out and proud. And that's literally how it was back then. Still, I mean, like there we we still have racism no matter where we go. We're still going to always have racism. But at least people have racism with their discreetness. Like they're they're going to be afraid to like, oh, if I say this, will I get recorded or will I get called out for my BS? And yes, you will, Karen. You will get called out and we will call you Karens. We will call you out for your BS. We will pull out our media we will pull out our phones. We will we will press that record button and we will record you and post you on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, there is this entire YouTube channel called Karen's in the Wild. And literally, I, I watch it all the time because literally it's just funny to see Karen's just react the way that they react and stupid situations and people just recording just stupid people and it's not just white people don't get me wrong it's not just white people there are some videos of people of color of black black people acting a fool too like karen's but i don't know what they're called um let me know let me know in the comments on my instagram page what um what a person of color would be called if they were to act like a karen because there was there was this one video of a black man who was having a fit in a store because he wasn't being served service because he wasn't wearing a mask. And that's another thing too, people. We have to wear these masks in order to stay safe. In order for this COVID to die off on its own, we have to remain six feet away from each other and wearing a mask. Whether or not you like it or not, you're going to have to wear it. And people say all these crazy things of, oh, it's a conspiracy theory or the masks don't work or... um you're still going to get sick or it's not even there's not even covid they're ridiculous do not believe it believe science over opinion really because you're still going to get covid and i've gotten to so many arguments with so many people about this situation and including with the vaccine because in the beginning when covid first was a thing and we were so unaware and unprepared for what was going to happen next in march for what was going to happen when this COVID came to our, when it hit U.S. soil, like we were so unprepared for it. And back then we were praying and wanting a vaccine and we were begging our government that we need to get a vaccine. And now that we have a vaccine, now it's an issue that people don't want it or people there it's poisoned or it's like, well, wait a minute. It wasn't that long ago where you were complaining that we need a vaccine and now that we have it, you're making up all these conspiracy theories, which is so weird to me because it's like, why complain about something a year ago and then change your mind now when it's here and it's working and it's effective for people? I mean, the percentages of and the outcome of people that are taking it is a good recovery compared to people catching COVID and not recovering. I mean, we in America alone, not even in the world, but in America alone, we are at 500,000, well, over 500,000 deaths of coronavirus. That is so, that is sad. That is very, very sad. And of course, our hearts, our hearts and prayers will go out to those families who have lost a loved one due to coronavirus. But at the same time, though, it's because people are not wearing masks. It's because people are not remaining six feet away. It's because people are going out and partying and going out in rallies and just being carefree. And 
one time on Instagram, and there's one time on Instagram, I was watching a video. It was another Karen and Wild video, because Karen and Wild also has an Instagram page. If you guys want to check that out too, um, there was this video, and I was in a comment section, and um, the guy, one this one guy, was in the comments talking about how the lady should have just went to a different store because um, it's t- they were taking away her freedom or something like that. I don't even remember what the comment was. But I commented under there twice after the second time. I commented under three times after the two times I commented under there was getting banned because Instagram was saying that it was inappropriate because I got frustrated and I used a little bit of profanity in there. But the third time I used a much appropriate comment saying that just because you put on a mask doesn't take away your freedom and that's literally our country is still going to be known for the land of free and we're still going to have freedom of speech but you could also do your freedom of speech practice your freedom of speech do your protest and do whatever you want while you're wearing a mask and remaining six feet away i mean it's not that hard i mean if you take a look at other countries around the world you will see that they're following instructions because if they so even think about walking outside without a mask and then arguing with somebody, especially a cop or someone from a store, they're going to call the cops and you're going to be put in jail or you're, you're just going to get some type of consequence. Where here in America, we just decided that we can just walk out of our house without even protecting ourselves and think that, oh, we're just going to go argue with someone today in a store. I mean, It's mandated now that you must wear a mask. So what makes you think that putting on a mask is going to automatically take away your freedom? It's not. And some people complain about, oh, they can't breathe. They can't um, breathe. They have asthma. They have a doctor's excuse. It's excuses. It's not a doctor's excuse. It's just an excuse of, of a way to not wear a mask, to state your rights. I mean, we all have rights which is which is going to bring me back to the diversity part we all have rights it's just a matter of how you use your rights in an appropriate manner that's going to be safe and effective for all of us which is like the black lives matter movement um we all have rights like yesterday yesterday completed another month of of another year of black life of black history month excuse me and last night I watched The Hate You Give, finally. Yes, I know I'm late on that movie, but I finally watched The Hate You Give. And quite frankly, I've had, I have so many mixed emotions about that movie. And one of them was how the show, how the movie started off. And I thought it was very weird. I didn't think it, no, no, let me back up. I didn't think it was weird. I, I find it very curious and suspicious that in the beginning, star's dad sat them down as little kids not even like in this not even in double digits yet but as like little kids teaching them their rights as a black as a black human being and i thought that was so cool but yet suspicious as to why he was doing that and later on throughout the movie i understand why he did that because later on throughout the movie in that scene where the boy was getting shot prior before that and this is my another this is another opinion that i have on that on this movie too as soon as they get pulled over immediately star puts her hands on her dashboard because she remembers from when she was a little girl her father told her that when you get pulled over or you're being addressed by a cop put your hands where they can see them and she put her hands on her dashboard 
And with the young man in the driver's seat just, like, being defiant, arguing with the cop, I felt like there was ways where I didn't feel like, I, I didn't, not ways at all, but I just felt like he could have just avoided all of that if he just would have listened. And I know Black people get killed most of the time for doing what they were told and following the rules but in this situation there's always that what if and that what if in this movie in this particular scene was what if he would have just listened or stay put or or if he would have just listened to star and put his hands on a dashboard where the cop can see them or what if he never would have went into that window and grabbed his brush would he still be alive would he end up dying still even if he complied i mean there's always that what if in that matter and so that's the question i want you guys to think too is what if and just start predicting what if you do this or what if you do that or what if the outcome is this or what if the outcome is that and just just think about it because really though i mean a what a simple what if could really impact the rest of your life based off of one decision that you do but if you think about it and if you think about that, what if, like, what if I do this? What if this is going to happen? Like, stuff could change rapidly. And I'm also going to think about that, too, because this movie definitely did open my eyes more to see how diversity is played out and how racism is played out. Because we see this stuff every day on TV. This brings back to the media part. I mean, our media is all over the news it's the tvs it's the radios it's our cell phones mostly i mean we we record what goes on throughout our entire lives and now after 2020 with george floyd and so many other deaths occurring throughout 2020 with black people we are definitely having our eyes open more often and we will definitely be using our phones more often to record cairns to record racism to record racist people to record outrageous behaviors that will eventually end up taking down those people that know they are wrong but they choose to do it anyway and with the george floyd starting everything off I think that's what definitely set off the breaking point for black people or people of color in general and everywhere, everybody and everything across the world to say enough is enough. We are tired of police brutality. We are tired of being beaten. We are tired of being killed for just the color of our skin because and correct me if I'm wrong later, but in the movie at the funeral scene, one of the protesters leaders, she made the statement of saying about our skin color being just its weapon on its own and it's sad it's very it's true but it's very very sad and true at the same time that our skin color black people specifically our skin color is our weapon to cops or to races of people racist people in general they take one look at us and they automatically think differently about us they don't think that we're equal anymore and that's what we need to learn we need to learn that we are equal we are human we still have rights just like everybody else does our, our dogs have rights the fish in the sea have rights everything has rights it just matters on how you use them appropriately that will change your life drastically forever in an appropriate manner because just wrong move could definitely change your life forever just like with all the karens on that youtube channel their lives are ruined now because now millions millions and thousands of people have commented and liked and shared 
their video of themselves being humiliated, not because of not because of the person behind the camera, but because of their actions of that person recording them behind the camera, because it's only going to take just one second for someone to pull out their phone and start recording your behavior to where you will end up on TikTok or YouTube or even the ABC World News for being just racist. Because like I said before, being racist back in the early 2000s wasn't really as loud and proud as it is today because back then people were discreet about it. I mean, people were afraid to even say the N-word to a black person on the street because in my opinion, and correct me if I'm wrong again, in my opinion, I feel like back then people really did get along with black people or people with color in general. And if there were some racist people and they were being discreet about it, they were scared to come out and just say f you 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 n-word um it's it's just it's just that like with diversity we have to think about other people and their situations and how they they experience their lives every day because it's not every day that you'll see someone of of the opposite color of your skin being killed as much as black people are for being pulled over for a broken taillight but instead we're being interrogated with tens of thousands of questions that leaves a gun into our skin that leaves a gun bullet to our skin and we're dead and then there's another movement going on because there's not justice being served and that's another thing that we need to discuss we need to discuss on this justice system our justice system in not just our states and our cities, but in our country alone is broken. It has failed. Putting away people for doing wrong things is not even a thing anymore, according to our government. I mean, you could go on the street and shoot someone in the stomach and still be able to walk freely, possibly with parole, if you're even lucky, compared to a black person just walking past, just walking on the street and automatically being pulled over because we fit the description and you will not believe how many times i'm tired of hearing that same old line from police officers well you just fit the description so i'm pulling you over okay what if that white person on the opposite side of the sidewalk fit the description what was his description was it white or was it black and nine times out of ten it's always going to be a black person no matter whether if we had the hair that fit the description or the shoes was fitting the description. It doesn't matter what part of the description we fit. Just because we're black, we automatically fit the picture of the entire description that whoever called 9114, they call 9114. And so that always irks me is that we fit the description. I'm tired of hearing that role. What is the main reason why you're pulling me over? Or what is the main reason why you're talking to me the way that you're talking to me? because I just fit the description. Yeah, okay. What was the description? Was it the shoes that I'm wearing? Was it the hairstyle that I have? Or was it just my skin color? Think about that, guys. Think about it. When people say, you just happen to fit the description, ask that. Was it the, was it What was the description? Was it the skin color? Was it the hair? Was it the clothes that I'm wearing? Or was it the shoes? Because nine times out of 10, it's going to be the skin color, which is sad to say, but that's just how our reality is. And with diversity and another part throughout the movie of The Hate You Give, Star asks her uncle, who's a cop, what the difference between the situation of what would you do if you saw a black person reach into their window car and you thought you saw a gun, would you shoot them? 
And he said yes. And so then she turned, so then she flipped the script and she asked the same thing, but instead of a black person, it was a white person. So she said, what would you do if you saw a white person reach into their car and you thought you saw a gun? Would you tell them to put their hands up or would you shoot them? And his answer was, he would ask him to put their hands up. And you see the diversity right there. Us black people, we don't, we're not even given a chance to even explain ourselves as to what we're doing which is why i had a feeling the way that i felt when he went into his car and put out his brush because it's like you don't understand that split second between life and death of your choice being out on that car and a police officer having a gun near its waist just shooting at you three times because you put out a brush he thought a brush was a gun which is sad to say. And throughout the movie, which is pretty much reality too, justice still wasn't served at all. Um, compared to a white person being shot, well, not even being shot, compared to a white person just, just being put over and they could be going through the same situation that a black person is going through, but they're given more chances and they're getting a chance to explain themselves compared to a black person is. And we just have to look at it at we have to we just have to see life differently now for now on because we have to rebuild our diversity we have to rebuild our our hate for one another not in a bad way but in a good way we need to we need to stop hating one another and start loving each other again like we did before because some people don't see color at all like they're colorblind and other people, and most people aren't colorblind. So for the ones that aren't colorblind, we should not be seeing color for the way that it is. We should be seeing people for the way that they are, not based off of their color of their skin. And that is what I am here to talk about today is that the, the diversity in the media is what plays a big role in what we see in today's world. Because just that one click of a video your ass is being sent to freaking TikTok, YouTube, the world news, Facebook, Instagram, all the social media platforms, all their friends are sharing and liking and commenting on your decision of, of how you play a role in society. And it's big. It's major. It's very popular and common for someone to pull out their cell phone from 20 feet or down the block or even right in front of your face like George Floyd was. And for nine minutes, no one doing anything with his, with that officer's knee on his neck. I mean, imagine being in his shoes, helpless, just crying out, bleeding from the nose, not being able to do anything for nine minutes up until the time he was unresponsive. And that's definitely how diversity is. Treat diversity how treat diversity in a way that it was in George Floyd's position. Think about nine minutes of not think about nine minutes of being alone, helpless, having no one to turn to just you and the cop or the racist person in front of your face. And just think about it for a minute. What's your next move? What are you going to do? What are you going to say? Are you going to pull out your phone? Are you going to record or are you going to step up and say something or do something? And that's how I'm going to end today's podcast talk with step up and do something and say something instead of just pulling out your phone and recording because yes pulling out your phone and recording is also it's it's a one of it's one of the ways to help but it's not helping enough if we're just 
pulling out and recording. We need to start standing up. We need to start sticking up for people of color and people just in general, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, Mexican, all people of skin color. We need to start sticking up for each other and and standing with one another and stop hating each other. And this diversity needs to grow as an equal and not just a broken, divided nation. And that's how I'm going to end our very first podcast of Papa Production with this hot topic of does diversity in media matter? And let me know on the new and let me know in a recent post on Papa Production Media on Instagram um, of what your intake is in diversity. And do you think diversity in media matters? And do you think we should stop recording more and start helping more? Or do you think we should still record more? And do you think we should still record more? Or do you think we should help more and record less? That's today's question. Help more or re- help help more, record less, or record more and help less. That's today's question. And thank you guys for listening for Papa's on Papa's production. Now, before I end the show, we're going to end it with a trending today. But before I do that, I want to give you guys one more thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in on my very first podcast show. And another quick thank you for Sebastian for sending out our very first pop-up question. And for the rest of you guys, if you guys would like a quick shout out on the show, all you got to do is head over to Pop-Up Production Media on Instagram and click the link in the bio and send your question through there. Now, your question can be about pretty much anything that you want, school, work, relationships, whatever that comes to your head, long as it's appropriate. And without further ado, let's head over to our trending today. So our trending today is about Britney Spears and the category is parents. Britney Spears shares a rare photo of her sons and they are now taller than she is. Let's read. Pop star Britney Spears' sons are officially taller than she is, exclamation point. The princess of pop shared a photo of her two boys, Shane and Jaden Fardlin, standing in a field on Monday with her. I like this photo like a while ago and i did not know that these were kids i was just liking a picture because it was just britney spears but let's continue reading in the caption she wrote that is so crazy how time flies shane is 15 and Jaden is 14 these kids are 14 and 15 years old if you would look at this picture you would not believe so but let's continue reading and see what britney spears says my boys are so big now she wrote i'm extremely lucky because my two babies are such gentlemen and so kind that i must have done something right she added that she hasn't posted photos of them lately because they are at the age that they want to express their own identities and I totally get it. But I went out of my way to make this cool edit and guess what? They're finally letting me post it, she added. Now I don't feel left out anymore. Wow, that's crazy. Like her boys don't even look like boys, they look like men, but let's end it. Spears shares Shane and Jaden with her second ex-husband, Kevin Fardland two were married from 2004 to 2007 that's really crazy though guys like her kids don't even look like kids they look like they're my age or like in their 20s but that's crazy though but that concludes today's very first episode of Papa Production. I want to give you guys a quick thank you again for tuning in and make sure that you follow Papa Production Media on Instagram for more updates and more stuff like that. 
But until then, I will see you guys in my next episode. Thank you so much. Bye.